sure if everybody knows but every summer I think I talk about it a little bit in one of the podcasts previously but every summer I um, read the entire book of Psalms and it does something to my spirit it's so poetic it's so prophetic Um, I always read it in the um, passion translation it's just it gives me the fuel that I need um, in the summertime, I'm quite emotional. So the Psalms is quite a, is a very emotional book. So we see David go from up to down, from right to left, being tossed in the wind, being caught in the thickets, being back on top, being back in the valley. But what remains the same is God is always with him and he always changes his point of view of God. He refocuses back on God despite what his circumstances are. And... Now that we're now that I'm in summer, it's officially summertime. Summertime shy. If you're in Chicago, summertime shy. But I really wanted to talk about Psalms 55. Like I was studying it, and it was like, whoa, our boy really experienced some friendly fire. And I know quite a few people that has experienced. Um, Friendly fire as well. And let me elaborate on what friendly fire is. It's a military term. And it simply means weapon fire coming from one's own side. Mm. Especially fire that causes accidental injury or death to one's own forces. If that ain't the definition of church hurt, I don't know what to tell you. If that's not the definition of ministry hurt, I don't know what to tell you. If that's not the definition of trusting and being betrayed, I don't know what to tell you. Friendly fire. Like, I had to sit on that while I was reading Psalms 55. Like, it really opened my eyes to how to properly handle betrayal. Because a lot of us do not. And betrayal only occurs when the person was close, which is hint why I'm saying friendly fire. Throughout our journeys, we are going to experience friendly fire once or twice in a lifetime. The impact will change the trajectory of not just my life, but yours as well. And sometimes even our faith is affected. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes our faith is affected by the friendly fire, by the betrayal by the in, by the words of our enemies that were once friends our faith can and will be affected by these things the wounds from friend, from friendly fire doesn't always heal properly it can cause a type of crippling effect such as trust issues isolation 
and I hate to say it, y'all, bitterness. We've all been there where you I you 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 pushed others off, you got trust issues, you you, you kinda in a space where it's like, mm, hard pass. I don't want no more friends, no new friends, no new friends. Like Deacon Drake said it, no new friends, no new friends. And I mean I've been there and I mean I'm just exiting out of that space if you really want me to be transparent. And I'm like now open to adding more people to the crew. And I have a solid, trustworthy crew. And they're not yes people, but they are people who hold me accountable. And I hold them accountable. They are people who I pray with, who I cry with, who I'm able, they're votes. I don't have to worry about what I say to them leave. How many times have you been affected by confiding in someone? And then they go and tell other people because that's like friendly fire too. My business should not be shared with anybody that you know. All right. Anyway, so as I began to read these lamentations of the psalmist David, I literally read a wail from a man that is suffering from friendly fire. Like he was wailing out to God. We see the prayer, the proper way, I'm sorry, I see that the proper way to first respond, then react to the treachery of a friend. Trusting God in what feels and looks like confusion. Say it again. Trusting God in what feels and looks like confusion. David really got that. Like I was reading and journaling like, God, I need, I want to learn to trust you in the midst of a lot of confusion, a lot of chaos. And I've been in in situations where I was forced to question God. Like, is this a part of your plan? Were they a part of this? Are you sure they were supposed to be here? I heard you say this person was supposed to be here. I heard you say befriend them. I heard you say be open and vulnerable. And here we are. I'm hurt again. But God let me know. He was like, I'm your Jehovah Rapha. I'm going to heal you each and every time. That's where your confidence shall lie in. And I'm like, yeah, but I got to still go through all of this, God. Okay. All right. So back to Psalms, because I'm seriously in a Psalm state of mind. Like, you're going to probably hear me say this a lot. I'm in a Psalm state of mind. Meaning, I just want to be in a peaceful state of mind. Like, don't bother me. I'm at peace, you know? So in Psalms 55, it's a very short chapter, but it's effective. I really want you guys to take from this today that God really wants to heal us from friendly fire and free us from the fear of divine connections. There are three types of prayers concerning betrayal. The prayer of distress, the prayer of justice, the prayer of assurance. Psalms 55 begins with the instruments of strings playing in the background. Yes, your boy David was very dramatic. He had to have a whole scenery and he had to make it known for us as the readers to know I had to have music playing. I had to get into the mode, in the mood. I had to get in a posture to let God know how I really feel. The psalmist knew something prophetic, 
something profound with a sound needed to pierce the atmosphere before he could even utter a word. See, he was both a worshiper and a warrior. The warrior in him had to retreat so the worshiper in him could arise. Both can't do at the same time. So when I was reading this, I'm like, oh my God, like to know David's background, we know he can fight like your boy bad. And how many of us, I mean, I, 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 I was known for being a hitter. So it has to be a time you got to put your weapons down. And this is where he's so vulnerable and transparent, where he's saying, I don't need nobody but you. I'm hurting. They hurt me. How many of us can say they hurt me? And be honest with God, they hurt me. So the warrior in him had to retreat so the worshiper in him could arise. So the strings are playing and he begins to cast his burdens for a supernatural exchange. This was a song or a plea for instruction. So let me read a little bit, okay? I'm going to read it. God, listen to my prayer. Don't hide your heart from me when I cry out to you. Come close to me and give me your answer. Here I am, moaning and restless. I'm preoccupied with the threats of my enemies and crushed by the pressure of their opposition. They surround me with trouble and terror. In their fury, they rise up against me in an angry uproar. My heart is trembling inside my chest as the terror of death seizes me. Fear and dread overwhelm me. I shudder before the horror I face. I say to myself, if only I could fly away from all of this. If only I could run away to the place of rest and peace. We're going to sit right there for one second. If only I can run away to the place of rest and peace. I would run far away where no one could find me, escaping to a wilderness retreat. Pause in his presence. I will hurry off to hide in the higher place. You notice how he said pause in his presence. Selah. He took a Selah. He says, Selah, I will hurry off to hide in the higher place into my shelter, safe from this raging storm and tempest. That was the prayer of distress. You see how authentic he was. You see how he let it be known God. I need you. You are my refuge. You are my shelter. You are the lifter up my head. Mm, Y'all, my devotional time and my journal time be so real. That's why I said this summer, I am in a Psalms state of mind. My endeavors at the end of this season is to be so vulnerable and transparent in the presence of God that there's nothing between the two of us. Although he already knows, but it helps me be able to be fully dependent on God. So that was the prayer. That was the prayer of distress. We saw that God pleads with, we saw that David pleads with God for deliverance, crying out to him around the clock. See, this wasn't a one-time prayer. See, here's the thing. Sometimes you got to keep hitting at that thing over and over and over until you free. You got to be desperate to be free. Desperate. 
Desperation isn't a one-time hit. It ain't a one-hit a quitter. Desperation is consistent. God, I'm desperate for you. God, I'm desperate to be saved. God, I'm desperate to be free. God, I'm desperate to move forward. God, I'm desperate to be healed. David understood that I got to keep hitting at this thing until I'm gone. He doesn't utter a calm, respectable prayer. Instead, he complains and groans. Being emotional and honest with God. He was being emotionally honest with God. We learned through his, we learned through this prayer of distress to be authentic with him when our lives is in turmoil. See, David already knows our see God already knows our thoughts and our anxieties. So there's no point in trying to hide them from him. When I journal, I, I journal as if nobody's ever going to read them. They probably will. I'm really hoping my kids do. I, I kind of have my own book of Psalms that they can actually read and learn from. I really hope they do. But I journal as if nobody is reading, as if nobody is judging, if nobody knows what I'm going through. Then he went on to say, we're still in the book of we still in the book of Psalms, chapter fifty five. It's a short book, but it's so effective. We I've learned so much just from this short passage. So then he goes on to say, God confused them until they quarrel with themselves, destroyed them with their own violent strife and slander. They have divided the city with their discord, or should I say, the kingdom with their discord. Or the covenant with their discord. Though they patrol the walls night and day against invaders, the real danger is within the city, the misery, and strife in the hearts of its people. Murder is in their midst. Wherever you turn, you find trouble and ruin. It wasn't an enemy who taunted me. If it was my enemy, filled with pride and hatred, then I could have endured it. I would have just ran away. But it was you, my intimate friend, one like a brother, one like a sister to me. It was you, my advisor, the companion I walked with and worked with. We once had sweet fellowship with each other. We worship, we worship in unity as one, celebrating together with God's people. Now desolation and darkness has come upon you. May you and all those like you descend into the pit of destruction. Since evil has been your home, may evil now bury you alive. But as for me... I will call upon the Lord to save me, and I know he will. Every evening, I will explain my need to him. See, he said, I'm going to keep doing this until he's saved. Every evening, I will explain my need to him. Every morning, I will move my soul toward him. Every walking hour, I will worship only him, and he will hear and respond to my cry. Though many wish to fight and the tide of battle turns against me, by your power, I will be safe and secure. Peace will be my portion. At the end of this podcast, peace will be your portion. At the end of this season, peace will be your portion. At the end of the day, peace will be your portion. At the end of this week, peace will be your portion. At the end of this month, peace will be your portion. At the end of this year, peace will be your portion. As you notice, peace is going to be our portion. We're striving for peace to be our portion. God himself will hear me. God enthroned through everlasting ages. The God of unchanging faithfulness. He will put them in their place. All those who refuse to love and revere him. Again, he says pause in his presence. Do y'all really be pausing in God's presence after you pray like that? 
Do y'all really like do a say and be like, I just need to just bask in your majesty. Twirl in your glory. Y'all don't be doing it. That was the prayer of justice. So let me break that down because I know you heard a lot of stuff where it was like David was praying witchcraft prayers. David was was pushing for God to hurt them. Right here, I understand David's prayers. He wasn't praying for their demise. He was praying what was impure in his heart. He knew these feelings, which are temporary. Feelings are temporary. Must leave my heart through my mouth into the ears of God in order for me to be free. Let me repeat it. He wasn't praying for their demise. He was praying what was impure in his heart. He knew these feelings must leave his heart through his mouth into the ears of God in order for him to be free. Liberation comes when it is coupled with truth. David had to tell the truth to what the offense had done to him so it won't shape him into something else. You know when he says, create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew the right spirit in me? Well, if there's a right spirit, there's a wrong spirit. And you notice he said, create in me a clean heart, a pure heart. He had to get everything out. When you hold offenses, they take up chambers in your heart and bitterness sets in. And then you become sick. You know how you tell somebody, you make me sick. Ain't nobody making me sick. You understand? Okay. You see where I was going with this devotion today. You see where I was going. You see how my journal prompts was real today. Like, I am being so vulnerable. Like, David really gives you the prompt to be vulnerable. He gives you the unction to say, I'm about to keep it real with you, God. I'm about to keep it a buck. That's what David did. Throughout the whole book of Psalms, he kept it a buck. And a lot of people don't appreciate that. A lot of people cannot take the vulnerability of others, especially a man. All right, moving on. We're going to the end. I was betrayed by my friend, though I lived in peace with him. While he was stretching out his hand of friendship, he was secretly breaking every promise he had ever made to me. His words were smooth and charming, yet his heart was disloyal and full of hatred. His words soft as silk while all the, while all the time scheming my demise. So here's what I've learned through it all. Leave all your cares and anxieties at the feet of the Lord and measureless grace will strengthen you. He will watch over his devoted lovers, never letting them slip or be overthrown. He will send all my enemies to the pit of destruction. Murderers, liars, and betrayers will face an untimely death. My life's hope and trust is in you and you will never fail to rescue me. That was the prayer of assurance. You have to be assured that God is going to come and do what he said he's going to do. He's going he's gonna to avenge you. He's going to protect you. He's going to heal you. He's going to stoop down low from his mighty throne and lift you up with his mighty righteous hand. I, can you please pray the prayer of assurance anytime you feel like this? The high point of this Psalms it's for Christians who have been stabbed in the back, who has been affected by friendly fire, by a confidant. The Lord knew about David's 
or should I say the Lord knew about your friend, about my friend, who broke covenant with us. Such such actions do not go unnoticed by the God who is always faithful to his own covenants. Our God is serious about covenants. A promise-keeping God feels away when a covenant is broken, especially when a covenant is broken by those a part of the kingdom. When we pray specific, authentic, and emotionally transparent prayers, we see heaven arise on our behalf. We see the God that sits high and stoops down low come to the rescue. We see Jehovah Gabor stand up. The man of war goes into his arsenal. We begin to understand why he is close to the crushed in spirit and the brokenhearted. So I leave you with these instructions, my friends. When friendly fire has been shot at you, place on God's shoulders that which is weighing you down as you wait for him to intervene in your circumstances. Let the Lord fight your battles. Hold your peace so peace will be your portion. Well, that's what I got from Psalms 55, y'all. And like I said, I'm about to stay in a in a psalm state of mind. I hope you join me. Well, my loves, you know the motto. I am praying with you and for you. I love you. I got up out that dark place. Stop worrying about what everybody else say. Cause they don't know my story. Can't see my pain. If they did, then they would love me just the same. I shine, you shine. We shine together That's how it was meant